I wanted to ask, I love asking this group to do a discussion, so I want to open it to questions. Um, otherwise, I'll talk about some other things. So if you have questions or comments or ideas or thoughts uh, that we can engage in, I'd like to do that. This, this Wednesday night group is a good group. Uh-huh. When you practice meditation at home as part of your daily practice, do you practice different types of meditation than what we do here? Um, well, sometimes I would just do... I might, I might take a, a, an object like the, the four sublime states, the, uh, you know, the states... Uh, Bhante Samahita talked about the four heavenly abodes there... It's uh, metta, it's uh, goodwill, compassion, uh, appreciative joy, and equanimity. You know, my, I, I'm trying to work with those. So I might, I might work with those in a meditation and just spend time with each one, just see how that quality, how it can develop. Or the way he taught us was uh, we can do almost a metta practice with each one. It's like a metta sending it out, letting it radiate out. Um, usually, usually if I'm at home, it's, but it's, it's often just what we do here, always trying to just still my mind. It's harder at home, too, because it's, I mean, it's, at home we have so many delicious distractions, right? <laughs> and so it's, it, so calming our mind when we're at home is harder than it is when we're in this building. That's because everybody, usually everybody feels really good in this building. The building has its own, you know, it feels, it feels safe. It feels like you're supposed to be doing something good in this building. <laughs> no laundry to do or anything like that. So uh, it's easier. It's easier here. So at home it's usually more, uh, you know, it takes, it's, it's a little harder for me at home. Uh-huh. Speaking of your meditation, um, I guess, like, what's your goal with meditating? Do you go get deeper? Or do you just go at the still mind? Or, like, what's your uh, ultimate goal with meditation? Like, let's say you're going to start. What is your ultimate goal? Well, I don't know if an ultimate goal. Ultimate goal would be to become enlightened, right? So that's, that's ultimate down the road. But I think I think for me personally, it's always just to be able to quiet, to still my mind. And and I think that the I think that the way you get to any deeper states of meditation, like the jhanas, it basically comes from just making your mind be quieter and stiller and being able to sustain that. I don't think there's any magical. Uh, formula except always work with our minds to be quiet and still and that's for me that's a, ch- a big enough challenge you know or I think I'm I think I'm on a uh, I think it's, it's it's I'm doing well with it and then things can throw it off just like it does with yours mm-hmm You know what I mean? So I grab my leg 
Uh huh. And then I bring myself back. Uh huh. How do I do that? Well, how to how to what? How to not do that? Like, about you know. Are you afraid your fingers left or something? I mean, I don't know. See, <laughs> I'm explaining it like, yeah, you, you want to like touch something like that. Yeah. Well, that's how you that your body and your brain. You know, your mind doesn't want you to be that quiet and still. So your body's that's that's your that's your mind giving you a distraction that works for you. So for for a lot of people, it'll be, uh, oh, my mind's quiet, my mind's still. You just and so then you think about it, and that you start getting distracted. So so for you, it might be, oh, I can't feel my fingers. You know, it's just it's a trick our brains playing with playing on us. Is it a good thing? Oh, good that she doesn't feel her fingers. Yeah, I think that's a good sign. That's saying, I would think. But it, but it distracts her and gets her out of it. It gets. Well, be be like my toes will fall asleep, especially on a kneeling cushion. But that's not necessarily. That doesn't mean I'm in a deep state of meditation. That so. <laughs> but I can either let that bother me, or I can just know, you know, they, they're not going to fall off or anything. They're not gone. Like some people will be, even with their breath, if their breath gets so still, they, they think, oh, I'm not breathing. They worry about it. Yeah. And I, I always wondered, Bhante Sujata used to say, you know, if you don't, if you're breathing, if you don't think you're breathing because your breath is so still, don't worry because you're breathing. Your body's going to keep breathing. And, and people can actually, because that, that didn't happen to me. I mean, I, but it does to a lot of people. So if you, then, so for you, it's kind of, oh, you can't feel your fingers. So that's just, that's your brain just trying to trick you into getting distracted. You know, your mind, you're, you're on your way there to that deeper state. And so the brain's like, I want to play, I want to play. You know, it doesn't. Yeah, you always, when you have, when you see you've become distracted, just come back to your breath. And just, and you can, you know, you'll get, you can get to where, if you just keep coming back to your breath and you don't let it, you know, there's like nothing, if it, if they do fall asleep, that's okay. And, and tell yourself, you can tell yourself early on if you can't feel something or if you can't feel your breath, that's okay. Your body's going to keep breathing and your your hands aren't going to be nothing's going to happen to that to that to them but but then you you then you know when when you in your meditation all you have to do is know to keep coming back to your breath even when it's so subtle you don't feel like motion or uh warmth as you breathe out or cool as you breathe in you uh, you're still breathing and you're okay, and the other things are just a little distraction. It's just like somebody making a noise and that distracting you. You know, your brain's just giving you little things to distract you. Yeah, so always come, like she said, come back to your breath. 
And it's okay if you don't think about it, if you just move your hands. I mean, you can move your hands without letting it distract you. But you'll be okay. It's good you get, you get deep enough that your brain wants to disturb, that, that your brain has to throw something out to disturb you. Yeah, and you, it's okay too to, you can, if you have pain, you can use it to become the object of your meditation. But you're, I think what your fingers are is, is you're, you said you're just getting into a kind of real quiet, still place. Yeah, honestly, I just, like, want to grab something, because I, you know, I don't, it wasn't that important. Yeah. But I'm I think because it I think because it takes you out of that calm state, it's still your brain try to kind of playing with you. But that's a very good point. If you have you know, if you feel pain, you can also realign yourself. We don't have to sit like a rock. Uh, some traditions will want you know, you just sit through the pain and you bear you know, but that's not really this tradition. If you need to if you can realign yourself so you're not in pain, that's okay to do. Uh, but you can also say you have chronic pain or you know you could wiggle all day and you'd still have a certain spot that was uh, painful or tight. You can let that be the focus. Or if you have a headache, you can, you can just let the focus take it off your breath for a little bit and just let it be... Uh, focusing, kind of breaking down that that pain or that constriction, and really, uh, what what I can do with a headache. I, if I start out meditating with a headache, it's I can get rid of it before I'm finished. But I'm just thinking, you know, is the pain sharp? You know, where is it really located? Is it um, is it you know here or is it in the back of my head? Uh, is it pulsing? like a pulsating pain or is it like little jabs and just sort of break it down and then you start noticing well it's not constant pain it's like it comes and goes or it's throbbing it's not just solid and you start letting the focus be on that pain and that will that awareness will just start breaking it up you can do that if you have other parts of your body that are that you're having trouble with and that's a good that's a good focus that can become your the focus that and that that will give your mind i mean then you can still then then that's still you're staying in your meditation the breath is just the most convenient thing and it also is good to know our breath because the breath is what you know think about when you're really really angry you're not breathing at all and so if you think about your breath, our breath can, we can work with our breath to calm ourselves down. 
And you can do that with a little child. You know, if they're having a temper tantrum, just now breathe. And if you get their attention and get them to breathe, then they calm down. Um, so we can, when we're working with our breath and meditation, we find like the perfect breath. So we're in that beautiful place where we, we don't notice that we're breathing. And so, um, that's, that's another reason why the breath is a really good focal point, but we can shift it to other parts of our body. Yeah, those are good points you're making, everybody's making. Uh huh. Well, in, in, in the meditation that we do, now, the people who have studied Tibetan Buddhism, Todd, <laughs> they, they do work a lot with visualization in meditation. But um, the, the t- teachers I've had in that, in that discipline and, and all the Theravadan teachers would say, we, we're not doing visualization meditation. And the very first meditation, I told a friend of mine, she was describing these incredible visualizations she had. And she was an artist. My friend was an artist, so she was really ready to describe them. And the, and the teacher just looked at her and said, if you keep practicing, those will go away. And you tell that to an artist, those are, you know, what do you mean, my creation? What are you telling me is going to go away? But that, that was all she needed to have that teacher say. Like that, this too shall pass if you keep going with it. So you can't, if you, if you aren't having those visualizations, if you're just staying with your breath, then, then you won't have anything that you want to attach to. So I've had, uh, we, I've had people say, well, if I, I had brilliant ideas when I meditate. That's just like your visualizations. But they wanted to know how they could keep those ideas. So, so one person uh, asked Bhante Sujata, I remember, if he could, he had such good ideas when he meditated, was it okay if he kept a pad of paper and a pen by his side? And Bhante just kind of looked at him with the funniest look on his face. And then he said, oh, okay, if that makes you feel better, then go ahead. That was <laughs> so that's because we don't want to hold on. That's not what we're meditating for, right? To be our and and I've heard people give talks here and say my best ideas, my greatest ideas come when I meditate. Well, that's not. Then you're not meditating. <laughs> you know. That's, <laughs> well, that for that person, I think that's why Bonte said, "Well, if if that helps you, you know, for a while, go ahead and do that," because that they were that attached to it. He could see that 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 might make them feel better about, like if that if that great brainstorm came, they could catch it. But it's really more an indication that your 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 uh, your mind your brain is entertaining you, you know. If you're, but if you have a meditation teacher who's teaching visualization, 
that's that's like a whole different thing, but we don't we don't do that 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 much in this tradition. That might be a talk you could give sometime, Todd, about <laughs> Do you have one a pen and a piece of <laughs> We just have to our brain is so is so smart, it's so tricky. So the brain doesn't want us to get that calm and relaxed because then we then we aren't we're not doing anything with all those thoughts their brain keeps kicking out. So the brain wants us to the brain wants to just do what it does so well. So it's going to give us all kinds of reasons to get distracted. And some are, you know, they're beautiful things like having beautiful visualizations and seeing color and all that or having the great business ideas. <laughs> So we have to keep remembering what our our intention is to quiet our minds. And that's like a way for us to begin to really be able to work with our mind and to relax and to to get get below that thinking get beneath that thinking mind. I can um, increase or strengthen my constitution. And the other part is I also see how easy it is thoughts to arise in my mind. And I can also see how easy it is to drop those thoughts. So when I'm not, you know, actually in the chair, uh, say I'm driving, and something irritating happens, someone's driving slow in front of me, that's fine. I can catch those thoughts as soon as they arise of irritation. And I can see right away that it's uh, not good for me, it's not good for anyone else. And so I can just drop them because I've been practicing dropping thoughts for years. Mm-hmm. I've been practicing strengthening, strengthening my uh, concentration. So that's what um, really helps me a lot with my meditation. When you talk about uh, increasing your concentration, would would you describe how that what that is for you? Yeah, bringing the mind focus to bring it back to the breath, and uh, not letting it wander off who knows where. I know um, a lot of martial arts they um, have really good concentration because they're doing that same thing that they're focusing on one thing. Um, they're practicing many years, so they're. Uh, concentration is very strong. It's the same, I think, for us. Uh, for me, uh, my concentration is strengthened by meditation. And it's not concentration like forcing your forcing your attention on something, is it? It's a different. Right. Yeah. Getting, it's dropping those extraneous the thoughts that arise out of the nowhere, going back to the breath. As I said, later when I'm not actively meditating, I can see thoughts as they arise and just try to help them Because I've been practicing driving thoughts. Yeah, it, it, that's, that's a really good point because that really, we, you know, you forget to even, re, I forget to even think about that, how much easier it is to, 
I just thought it was old age and getting forgetful. It's because of my practice is good. I'm going to have to start des- describing it differently. <laughs> I don't hold those thoughts because I, my concentration is so good. It's not getting old. <laughs> Which means you drop things like anger or irritation. You, you can drop that, right? Because you, you just... You just know how to keep coming back. Yeah. And we're gentle with ourselves. So even that, like that, uh, the idea of concentration, I always, it, sometimes I think that's not the best word because it, the image, you know, as a kid, I think maybe it was from, like, I was, teachers would always say, you've got to concentrate, everybody, you've got to concentrate. And something like math that came easily to me, I could see other, there were other kids who, it was really difficult, and when the teacher would just say, you've got to concentrate, now concentrate, concentrate, it's like, what, what the heck does she mean when she says that? And I would, I could even see that as a kid, like that's, I, the kids I knew who had difficulty with math, I didn't know why it was easier for me, but I, I didn't think telling somebody to concentrate, because concentrating was like, ugh, kind of, you know, squint and look at something real hard, and it would become clear to you. So I think it's a much more open, gentle process, but it is based on practice. I mean, it's... So your teacher was a Concentrate. (laughs) But if you look at people meditate, sometimes they're kind of squinting. That's why uh, if you if you try to smile a little bit when you're practicing, you can you can you can sometimes notice that maybe you're you know you're like there's a little bit of "Mm," there's a little gritting of make sure you're not gritting your teeth, like let your teeth not be touching, sometimes that's a good thing to do. Yeah, ferocious, did you say violent meditation? or? <laughs> well, and when we want to do it, we want to do it so badly. We, and so it's easy, to, because what do you do if you, if you find that you're distracted all the time? What do you feel about yourself? That's bad meditation. Yeah, exactly. Or like, that was amazing, because we've become so... Like, oh, that was so good. I want more of that. Oh, that one was bad. I need to change that. Uh huh. That's the first thing we do. Is like, uh, like, and that means I'm bad, right? Because look at, I did such a great meditation yesterday, and today it's so bad because I was so distracted. And that's you don't even use those words, good or bad. Just let meditation be meditation. And just whatever it is, is good. If you're completely distracted the whole time, that gives you something to think about, like maybe maybe I should uh, focus on how distract. That's a good one, too. If you're sleepy or you're super distracted, just let your focus be your drowsiness, what it feels like to be sleepy. And you know how horrible it is when you're trying to sit and your your, your eyes want to... But they're already closed, so it's even worse. 
But your eye, if the, the first meditation that I was taught, we had to keep our eyes open. So it was very, it was like 45 to an hour of just sitting. But that I, I would try to meditate on drowsiness because I was always sleepy. And you know, it's so, that drowsiness, feeling sleepy when you're not supposed to be, it's just painful all the way through. You know, you you don't want to do anything except close your eyes and nod off. And instead you're trying to sit still. I I spent a lot of time in school and in the first seven years I tried to meditate being sleepy. So I know from personal experience how painful it is. But that's... uh, now that's not an issue for me. If I get sleepy when I'm meditating, I know I'm probably just really tired or something. I mean, it's really unusual. But we're, uh, if we, if, if I, when I started learning how to focus on that and let that be the focus of my attention, I could sort of, I could just take it all apart and feel like what it felt like all in my body and the heaviness and everything. And that probably is a big reason I got over that. And you can do that if you have a stomach ache or if, you're, uh, if your mind is distracted. Just focus on that. Like, focus on your mind just going wherever it wants to go and see if it really, if it's, see if it's a pleasant feeling or an unpleasant feeling or if that's neutral. Probably not neutral. Because that's a lot of darting around while you're sitting, uh, but then then that will help you with some of those issues. Just letting that whatever the issue is be your focus for even a few minutes can help a lot. But then don't judge yourself. That's that's the the worst thing we do, because most people will never start to meditate because they've convinced themselves through some experience years ago, that they can't meditate. So maybe somebody said, oh, here, sit down and be quiet and don't think and sit down and uh, meditate. And then they, they were daydreaming and doing what any normal person would do. And so some people have convinced themselves from some experience that they can't meditate and that they have monkey mind. Like the rest of us don't, right? <laughs> It's, and that's, and that we all know we have monkey mind. I mean, if, if only a few weird people had monkey mind, the Buddha wouldn't have needed to use meditation as a, a technique. He would, we would just take the monkey mind people and lock them away somewhere, right? Reprogram them. So if you're, if you, if you think your mind is crazy and wild and you, you're, you're ADD and you're this or that and you can't meditate, that's how we all think. And we think it sometimes after we've been doing it for a long time. Because we're humans. So what you need to do is learn to be, just be so delighted every time you, you have time to practice. And just make it be joyful and make it be gentle. And, and let yourself, if, if you're totally restless, just let yourself enjoy sitting quietly. And you can, you have the excuse to, to tell other people, leave you alone because you're meditating. And just spend your time sitting quietly. And, and you can watch your distracted mind 
and that counts. But the worst thing to do is to, then the other time people quit is they try it for a while and they think they're making some progress and then something happens, like something changes their schedule. So they can't go to meditation group or they, they, they lost their little window of opportunity of sitting at home because of a change in something. Or they went on vacation. Just, just exactly like exercise, right? Something changes so you get out of the routine you've built up and you don't go back to it. And then you feel guilty, right? So it always comes back to we feel bad and that's why we don't continue it. That's why we have to keep, that's why we have to always keep sending that loving kindness to ourselves and not get caught up in those feelings of, oh, I'm just not as good as those other people, you know, or everybody else can do it, but I can't. Or I've been trying this for 10 years and I can't get a good, you know, I, I'm not sitting as long as somebody else is sitting. So just try not to ever do that to yourself because that's the most destructive. And that's another reason we meditate is to kind of, see that more clearly so we can stop beating on ourselves. Because that's harming ourselves. And then that, in, in turn, is harming others, like the people we live with and the people that have to put up with us. We go from being a person they were beginning to like to back to being the old curmudgeon person that they didn't care for. So, well, thank you, everybody.